Your mummy. My, my mother is has, your mummy. Has asked. Your mummy's in the podcast group. <laughs> yeah, she's been in it all along. To be fair, she's, she's she? been one of the listeners from day one. Um, yeah, I Facebook stalked your mum. I know you did, and that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, she's asked why mincemeat has not got any meat in it. Welcome everyone to episode 42 of the Photographer's Crack podcast. You are joined by myself, James Kelly, and my lovely half-Scottish, half-Irish, weird-sounding co-host, Mr. Scott. Scott? Oh, no, you're not Scott. No. Oh, I'm not Scott. Just do start that again. Start, just start oh, again. Start again. Start again. Start again. Do, 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 so do. welcome to my, my, my handsome and lovely co-host, Mr. Ross Eaglesham. How are you? I'm offended. You're You've offended. mixed You're me up with someone from Essex. How is that possible? How is that possible? Uh, I know, I know. He, and the other thing, he hasn't got a bad Essex sounding. No, it's not actually. Because they fair. can sound really bad down there. So it's it's. Uh, but I suppose you get bad, you know, Doric sounding people up this way as well. But um, yeah, I can't really mix you two up now. It's, no, it's not like so having much. two girlfriends, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd you just keep going. Do, do you want? Do you want? A, do you want a spade to keep to just, on you? On you go. You're doing well. Makes it, makes it, You're doing well. I'm like Mormon with my two wives, and I don't want to mix them up too high. You know. So. Um, oh, it reminds me. I got tickets to see Book of Mormon. Cannot wait. They're coming to Aberdeen. Ah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very looking forward to it. If you don't know what the Book of Mormon is, please go and Google Book of Mormon. Especially if you like South Park, it's very funny. So, anyway. How are you? I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited to sound, excited? sound like uh, Stephen Van Elk. I was going to be like, good evening, everyone, to the wedding photo hangover. And uh, how are we this uh, fine day? But no. <clears throat> no, but you see, your accent sounds fine there. His is just really annoying. So. <laughs> no, I'm excited to use <laughs> this uh, new microphone. Although I'm a bit worried if I even swallow or, or cough off microphone that might pick up every single sound. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you don't have um, you don't have a pop shield in front of it. So that's definitely minute. something worth getting quite cheap off Amazon because then that way well, um, you don't have that. So kind of extra odd, odd noises. No, I say I, my sound in the last two podcasts was awful and I uh, didn't really enjoy um, listening to myself. Not that I usually do anyway, but the, the sound really put me off. So um, I've invested in the same microphone that James has got. So hopefully we sound, although I say you've got a guard on yours. Um, yeah. I used to have one on mine. I, so when I'm not talking, I'll sit as far away as I can so I don't have to breathe into it. But um, <laughs> no, I'm excited to use it. And it now it looks, it looks proper professional. It's um, great because I must admit, when you listen to audio podcasts, I remember reading um, or watching something <coughs> talking about video production and they say, you know, your video quality can be rubbish, but if your audio quality is poor, people will turn off. So you want to have good quality audio audio uh, and we are working on that you know it's not cheap it's not cheap to do those people who are listening out there a good microphone you know does cost a hundred hundred plus pound yep. you know so um you know we are working towards you know when we start making money from this podcast <clears throat> uh we'll then start working up to even better quality and you know soundproofing rooms and sure microphones and all the shebang to do it you know so oh shebang who says that i don't know peter harley this is not peter harley you know peter harley no, no, he's that's what he says. Shebang, Peter Harley, photographer. Okay. So, what's been happening with you? Uh, quite a lot, actually. I've been pretty busy. Really? Um, yeah, I've actually. Uh, so, last weekend, uh, I was up. I was up north um, in Cullen and managed to oh, get right, yeah. the. Uh, 
get Kenny let me his drone. Well, actually, Kenny has let me his drone about a year ago. Um, <laughs> six months ago, I think he let me his drone, and he he has another one. And he oh, really? said, you know, he kind of said it at one point, hold on to it for a while if you need it. And that was genuinely sort of May time, I think, maybe last year. I'm not sure. What what drone is it? It's the the one I have off him is the Mavic One, just the normal Mavic okay. uh, drone, and then he has the Mavic Two, which has got the the Hasselblad um, kind of lens on it. It's much yeah. better quality. Um, so he uses that all the time, and and he has sort of said and you know very kindly sort of mentioned just you know you can hang on to it for a bit but I do need to really need to give it back to him but before I give it back to him I want to fly it because um <laughs> so I w- took it up north um really wanted to fly it and realized I hadn't passed the um <laughs> I hadn't passed the aviation test yet so did, okay. did we tell you about this or not did you hear about that no. I think it was the 1st of January or the 31st of January, I can't remember. Um, sometime around Christmas, the rules changed, so you have to pass okay. a... Now, Kenny, a friend of the show, um, who's not my friend anymore after this, said it was a dead easy test to pass. It's not. It's, oh, it's really not. It took me four <laughs> attempts to pass this test. You have to, I think it's 20 questions, and you have to get 16 out of 20. I got. Okay. I scored 14 the first time round. Wasn't. <laughs> scored 13 the second time round. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I went back up to 14 because the, the, the problem was you, the questions are all exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and you, you what I should have obviously done is written down the answers I got and then yeah. tried. But it, it was difficult stuff. It was things like uh, you're at a festival, you want to fly your drone. Um, do you A, walk down a lane away from everybody, um, make sure you've got clear space and then fly it up um, to an appropriate height? Do you B, you know, they were all fairly similar answers. There was not, not yeah. one clear in, in some cases. One of the funniest ones was you're flying your drone and an air ambulance helicopter um, enters your site. Do you A, land your drone safely? Do you B, fly your drone towards the helicopter so that it can see you? Do you C, okay. uh, jump up and down to the spot and try and make the um, helicopter? So that there were some that were a bit silly. But there were some <laughs> yeah, that were actually yeah. really hard to kind of differentiate between what was correct and what wasn't because they all sort of had a bit of a, in my head, reasoning um, where it could have been correct. But I did a bit of, of screenshotting of the answers and, 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 and questions and managed to work out and so passed it. So I managed to fly up north, which was amazing, flew it around. So what, what happens if you don't do this test and you fly your drone? Um, I don't actually officially know. I think basically they, if 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 that's the case, if from what I understand from what I was reading, if you are flying your drone, you're supposed to then mark your number. So I have like a flight number, like a license number. Yeah. You have to pay nine yeah. pounds for it. So and that lasts three years. So it's it's really you know it's absolutely nothing. Yeah. But you you're supposed to mark the drone with your flight number, and okay. therefore if the drone is either found or if it's in the sky and it lands or whatever, they can come over and request to see that, and then they'll be able to obviously mm-hmm. get your information and know that you've passed this sort of, you know, semi-serious test. To be honest, it's not yeah, a complete yeah. joke. It has got some some definite things that I did learn actual kind of questions from it. So um, I think it's a good idea. It's just going to stop. You know, you you also have to be over a certain age, I think, to get it and to sit it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to stop sort of ten year olds. You know, flying drones idea. over. Yeah. Although Kenny did mention that he was skeptical about the whole Heathrow thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Um, did that. Also took my camera out and tried to get some sort of um, seascapey type landscape shots uh, with mm-hmm. with a kind of ten stop filter. It was a horrible kind of grey, yucky day. But I had Alistair Hamill's voice, uh, dulcet tones in my head, thinking if you don't actually bother pulling your finger out and just going for a wander, 
then you're never going to take a photo. So um, yeah. I went out, took about a dozen shots, um, hate them all. They're all rubbish. <laughs> but at least I went out, um, which which I, I really enjoyed, just walking around the, the kind of coastal line. Um, was going to go to Sunnyside Beach and didn't, didn't quite go as far as that. Uh, so that was really good last weekend. Then I've had two photo shoots this last week. I had a newborn baby shoot and a sort of wedding clients of mine. Um, mm-hmm. Four years ago, they got married up at Glasgow Uni. And... Um, they live in Liverpool, but they're back up visiting for the for their holiday weekend. So um, met back up with them. They've now got a two year old wee girl, uh, which was amazing. She was mental, like <laughs> mental, um, just running, just basically being a two year old. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing really. Kind of, <laughs> I know that feeling exactly. And I was aware of this, but I did expect at some point for the energy levels to tail off. Um, <laughs> they, they didn't so much tail off as. Just drop off a cliff all of a yep. sudden, and it was that kind of crash. Um, we had a we had a wee moment where there was um, a bit of a bit of a, bit of a screaming match, and um, sat down, had some treats, had some snacks. Uh, this is the adults, not the kid. Um, <laughs> and we um, we did that, and that was cool. That was really nice. She was a, a gorgeous wee girl, blonde, curly, white, white, curly, curly hair, mm-hmm. um, and it was nice and sunny yesterday before Storm Kiara hit um, yeah. the UK, which which has been a bit of a killer. And um, not here, it hasn't. Is it not? No, it's windy, but that's about it. No, it's been ridiculously. <laughs> the wind has been. The wind has been awful. The rain has been awful. Oh, the wind's strong, but it's like it's, it's blue skies and everything today. Oh, really? No, no, no. We're, yeah. we're we're yeah, it's awful. Okay, cool. So keeping busy. Yep, and drinking Bullshit. a nice glass of red wine because I'm off work mm. tomorrow. Mm, um, how come you're off work tomorrow? Well, this is this is my like February half term, so. I have. February half term. You yeah. just started in January. I know we've worked like four you weeks. Teachers, oh, four weeks, and one of them was in France. Off. So I definitely deserve a holiday. Um, it's and you do not have a holiday next month as well, like in the fourteenth. No, of no March. Actually, I know they do nothing. up here. No March is uh, one of the rare there's... months where we have to work the whole way through. God forbid. Oh shit! I know, I know. But then the weather's starting. The, the nights are starting to get lighter, and it's starting to get a bit yeah. more. Very much excited about the weather turning just now. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling that kind of desire to to go go out. Sunrise and sunsets just a bit of an awkward time right now, um, especially having a family. Yeah. and you know when when we have the earlier night, uh, earlier mornings, and I think that will help a lot. So yeah. I'm hoping to try and be able to get out, or I'm just making excuses and not really going to do anything. So we'll see. No, well that's so, the thing. Get, yeah. get your finger out and go and take a photo. Yep. You'll never. So, anything else? Um, no, I've got things planned. If you want to do that, good. Um, so I've, got, I've got. Hmm? We can do that in a wee bit. I'm kind of okay, you can you can you. tell me what you've been up to, and then I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll let you speak. My mine is short. So we had the first wedding of the year last weekend, which was uh, fun. It was a good laugh. Um, quite a few few drunk people at this wedding it was it was uh, one of those weddings so it was a good laugh a uh, couple were really not up for photographs um, really weren't bothered about portraits at all they were more about just documenting the day and candids but we took them out and we did mm, maybe 10 minutes in the streets so we were in Aberdeen so very urban kind of feel uh, 10 minutes of portraits before the bad weather came in and it was it was great um, actually finished at 10.30 which was nice uh, we were wow I know, I know. I've got some really nice night shots. Considering we were in the city on the roof of a hotel photographing the couple, we actually got some stars. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. A couple of pre wedding shoots. Did a family shoot last week for my sins. Um, (laughs) Someone about the first Yeah, I was kind of dreading it, especially when you're telling me it's like four girls the mother, the father, 
the oldest was like 14. Oh, no, was, that's, oh, that's no. But it, it ended up being really good, actually. They were a good laugh, so it wasn't too bad. Um, printing. Printing a lot. Yeah, it's um, a lot on Instagram you're printing. Yeah, yeah. So I had a, a fellow photographer, uh, Steve, over uh, this morning. Uh, we were going to go and shoot the sunrise, but the weather just wasn't rubbish, uh, was rubbish, so we got a lie in. And he came around, and we went through all the different types of... Um, paper stocks and stuff and just printed a few photographs with them and went over stuff so that was really good although I'm now four ink cartridges empty Jesus yeah they, they come tomorrow so it's not too bad um, so thank you very much to Photospeed for being amazing um, you know if you want to sponsor the podcast Photospeed <laughs> um, yeah they've been awesome they you know I had a, a phone call chat with them um, they send everything with DPD and I'm like yeah, DPD are a nightmare up here. So they're like, well, we can send everything DHL. But brilliant, next day delivery DHL would be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, they changed things up for me um, and a really good price, a really good quality paper. So I'm looking forward to hopefully a good relationship with them nice. over the printing. So nice. that's pretty good. But, you know, I've already worked out since I've bought it, I've printed 265 six by four inch prints. Jesus. And that's just client. That's That's, that's, that's like, you know, people ordering prints off the website and stuff like that so that's pretty cool so i've gone through um two and a half yeah but two boxes just over two and a half boxes of of so just as a rough idea do you know i mean if it's if if the numbers are the same as what i'm aware of what would that for for printing what what it would have cost i mean have you oh yeah yeah yeah, saved a lot so far so according to canon's account management software it tells you the price you input the cost your 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 ink cartridge you put in the the cost of the paper and it tells you what it does a six by four inch print is coming in it's something depending on the picture they're always different but anything between 14 and 18 pence picture Considering, like, lots of colour charged me 56p. I was going to say, they're about 50p, aren't they? Then? Yeah. yeah, 56p for a 6x4, you know. So there's a big difference in the long run. You know, if you're, you know, if you're printing a couple of thousand 6x4s a year, that's that's a big Yeah, no, no, you're big difference, right. no, you know? And that's, so as that's you said, pretty, that's pretty much your printer then paid for. Exactly, you know, so that's pretty cool. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, I've got to extend my office desk to accommodate the printer now because longer bigger and thick longer bigger and thicker paper needs to be entered re- through the rear <laughs> 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 i'm not even going to try and re-say that again. no please don't <laughs> I do apologize please don't. What so basically that was uh, not good when 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 i can i'm going to buy another ikea worktop desk which is my my desk already in a couple of units and then just extend the the desk right down so it'll be like an l-shaped yep so that would be pretty cool. Um, and just working on wedding, trying to get through these wedding albums. Um, lots of wedding albums. I got some new samples. Some new samples came yes, from I can see one behind books. You. Yeah, yeah. So um, they came and they are beautiful. Absolutely. Linen, linen covers and their natural collection, which is the wood cover albums. Yeah. And I had my first client who I met, who, you know, photographed them three years ago. This is just doing the wedding album now. Uh, they, they, they took a while to put the pictures and stuff and when I met her four and a half years ago I just got my Queensbury Jewel my first one and she went crazy over this she was like add it to the package I love it I love it yeah. so for those who don't know the Queensbury Jewel is kind of their main big selling album a 14 by 10 inch Queensbury Jewel with 800 um, quid is it? <laughs> it's about 600 650 quid um, 
you know, so I didn't make much profit off these, say, these cost, albums, but they were, they were beautiful. Oh yeah, cost, yeah, cost, but six fifty. Um, and I met up with her. We we spent about an hour and a half catching up, and then going through all the Queensbury options and stuff. And then just as I was about to leave, I showed her my Tuscany uh, Dreambook album yeah. with fine art paper, and she was just like, "This is incredible!" I'm like what? Like you you prefer this? She's like. Yes, I, I prefer the fine art paper. I yeah. love the leathers. I want to go for this. So we then spent another 40 minutes going through all the different leathers and the options and the stuff. And she ended up going for the Dream Book album. So I'm like, oh, right, okay. So the thing is, I love I love Queensbury. I love Queensbury's um, leathers for the covers. But it's like, do I maybe now eliminate Queensbury from my, my options? You know, and, and, and if I don't show people, well, they're not going to yeah. go for it, I mean, you know? I would if I were you, mainly because if you keep offering it, yeah. you're going to end up, you're still working with two systems, you're still working, you know, you're going to be designing some albums, they're going to be designing some albums, some albums are going to have this cover. Yeah. I had a nightmare uh, last week, like I was I was emailing you about it, trying to Sorry. nail down, it was a specific, it was a kind of unique album that my, my clients from the summer wanted, they wanted a particular cover with a particular size and I got a bit jumbled up and had to do it twice. Um, I think just keep things simple and just... Yeah. Why? Why not? I mean, there's there's it's honestly simple, nothing yeah. wrong with Queensbury. Have a, Queensbury just offer something different. There's the the leather options that they offer and the cover style with the wraparound they offer is different. And a lot of my clients do go for that. Also, they have the the duo, which is a, a cross between a mounted album yeah. and a flash mount album. So. You know, they, they just, you know, dream books don't do that. They do plan to do that, but they just they did, they not used doing to, it right now. They, they said they had to stop it for a reason. Yeah, they stop doing yeah. it. But the relationship I have with dream books, you know, Anna from from dream books is, is absolutely phenomenal. And they asked me recently if I was doing any workshops or any um, uh, courses and stuff, you know, wedding related, because they would love to come on and sponsor it. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So, you know, if I stop using Queensbury and build up this relationship I, with I dream would, books, yeah. they could be... It could be good, you know. So, especially with plans for the future and stuff, that would be that would be amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, wedding on the arrive, they're amazing. One's going out to a wedding venue, um, so I'm quite happy. And you get fifty percent off, which is great, yeah, you know. It's a good you get that once a year from Queensbury. You get forty percent off once a year, you know. So you get fifty percent off all year round with mm-hmm. Dream Books, I think. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then what else? Uh, got an elopement this Wednesday on, in Torridon on the west coast of Scotland. Oh, amazing. I know, looking forward to that. Amazing. And then the week after, I'm in Edinburgh photographing a wedding and they're at the Bemoral Hotel. It's quite a posh hotel. Yon, the two is very posh. Yon, the two is very posh. Uh, and, that's it. and then another wedding on um, the 29th, which of course is the leap year, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's it. So it's pretty full on, but just working on wedding albums just now, just trying to get these wedding albums. And I've got a board to my left of me, which has got all these green tickets on it, which are all the wedding albums I'm working at and what stage they're at. And, there's far too many on the left, which is undone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, well, I put in my calendar for the last two weeks just to sit down and get that done. But with my son's birthday party yesterday and oh, trying to get the house nice. ready for guests coming and all this sort of stuff, it's just I've really been bad at sitting down and getting work done. So uh, and then wedding bookings, you know, they're all starting to come in now. So, yeah, so that's it. So that's, that's been my catch up. I'm nice. um, trying to think if there's anything else. Um, trying to get a little bit of landscape in really kind of starting to feel that again feel that landscape kind of bug coming in a little bit um so i hope i can try and get that in i'm not going to push it but you know i do want to try and get out but i need to get 
my workload of weddings done first mm-hmm. before I can yeah, priorities. get onto it. So yeah, exactly. There's a lot, exactly, so. a lot of snow in the next June, the next three to oh, five days. Just not um, hitting us though. Well, I mean, two or three hours west, you're you're getting hit big time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And down towards, I hope there's snow in Torridon. I really hope there's yeah. snow in Torridon. Well, I, I mean, there there will be this week. Whether it's still there in a couple yeah. of weeks. Now. No, no, I'm, I'm there on Wednesday. Oh, you're there? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, right. it's Wednesday. So I'll take the X-Trail, so we've got 4x4, four four, so mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the plan. So. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Just booked it. Oh, oh, also, the photography show is coming up in March in... Manchester, um, Birmingham. In Birmingham. Birmingham, yes. And Chase Jarvis has just been announced as one of the, wow. the super hosts. So managed to get tickets for that. So oh, Louise and I are going down to see that. It's actually on a Saturday. So I don't know if you're free if you want to come down. What day we'll is pick it? you up. It's on Saturday. I can't remember the date, but I'll, we'll speak after. Yeah, we'll do that, if definitely. you want to come down, we can come down and see it. So we're going to go down for the weekend, I think. Um, come back up Sunday or Monday or something like that. But you can always get a train back yeah, yeah. or something to Glasgow. But uh, really looking forward to seeing Chase Jarvis. His book, The Creative Calling, is just incredible yeah. absolutely incredible book it's, it's definitely changing my mindset and my help me kind of work on my direction of photography so or f- life photography really life direction yeah <laughs> something like that Good. I don't know getting this no yeah. he would be amazing he would be amazing to, to hear and just uh, kind of be in the same room as and just kind of get inspiration from me it'd be very yeah cool. he's just very cool. and anyone anyone who doesn't know who chase jarvis is if you've ever heard of creative live the the, the online uh, learning platform and videos he's the one of the main founders he he started it um he's also quite famous for apparently he created an app which was basically instagram but just under another name and then they're falling out with the developers yes, and it was never that. released. And then next thing you know, in the, they got offered to sell it. To, someone was offered to buy it and they couldn't because of the way the developers were playing up. And then next thing you know, Instagram came Massive. along. You know, so he could have he could have had the Instagram, you know. Um, but Creative, creative Lives really, you know, been his thing. Have so. I told you, I think I might have told you this before, have I told you when I first saw him? Mm-hmm. Or like where, where, where it was, it was um, a guy called Kai Wong, who was Digital Rev. Uh-huh. Um, he did all the camera reviews for Digital Rev on that's YouTube. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And um, he did a thing called ProTog um, Cheap Camera Challenge. So uh-huh. he would go around and get some really, really high-end professional photographers, lots of different, you know, fashion, um, sports, and so on and so forth, magazine um, editorial stuff, and just give them a really, really crappy camera, like a really crappy yeah. camera. And uh, he gave Chase Jarvis uh, a, a Lego camera. <laughs> which 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 literally had little window little shutters where the where the kind yeah. of when you opened it at the start and it had it had nothing it, it's amazing it'll still be on YouTube you can still search for it but it's a phenomenal that, yeah. because he managed to get some 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 shots of um, guys in a skateboard park and they were um, they were doing yeah. some jumps and some hip jumps and stuff and some some things in a quarter pipe and it was unbelievable just to see him working with literally nothing. And, yeah. But still knowing what he wanted to do, he still knew kind of the shot he wanted to try and create, and obviously yeah. how he was going to do that was a challenge. But uh, oh, it's phenomenal, absolutely brilliant. No, that's cool. That's that. That no, he is. A, he's, he's he's one of those kind of like I would love to have. I would just love to sit down with him and chat with him, him and Chris Burkhard, uh, David Duchemin, and all these sort of people just to just pick their brains mm. would be kind of incredible. So. 
you never know. You Indeed. never well, know. Well, see, yeah, try and corner him at the uh, photography show and stick, <laughs> stick, stick a mic. Stick a mic <laughs> Bring a mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know I say we're chatting. Scott's got a mic, so a rolling yes. mic. So he's going to be doing stuff at WPPI, hopefully. Um, and also he's going to be at the photography show as well there with uh, Graphic Studio. So, um, we, you know, we might be able to get some interviews done while we're there. So that would be, that would be incredible. Yeah, so that'd be really cool, good, really so. different. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what James and I were chatting off air about, about, you know, properly getting getting Scott kind of on board uh, on a regular yeah. basis, maybe once or even well, once a month. He's very busy, um, so yeah, you know, yeah. at least at least once a month. Trying to do trying to do maybe like one each with me and James, mm-hmm. maybe one with Scott as well, and or and then one with a guest. Hopefully every month, uh, maybe like the last one of the month or something. Or I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Um, that's the plan. Yeah, <clears throat> whether it he- uh, happens or not. Here's kind of like kind of going off topic, going to a different topic now. And I'm assuming, are you finished your? You know, catch yeah, up. that's fine. I've got two yeah. days. I've got two days to do stuff, but I, I don't need to say that now. I'd rather announce that yeah, I've done well, it instead of saying yeah. that I'm going to do it because then it yeah, sounds. Yeah. yeah. I I bumped into a wedding supplier recently, and chatted them. Lovely wedding supplier, really nice, got on great, um, and it started a conversation that I've now had with another few other um, wedding suppliers in the area in my area especially, and it seems to be that a lot of people are struggling this year. Like, a lot of people are not hitting their numbers. Now, I know some photographers, um, won't name names, but great, great photographers are not getting the usual number of weddings that they have for this year that they would have by now. And they're noticing that they're getting quite a lot of bookings for next year. But this year, they're really quiet. Now, I've got my number. I've got my my magic number that I need to do. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, I did 36 last year. This year, I gave myself the, the you know, I want to do 25 and no more this year. And I've actually hit 26. Um, so it's interesting. I don't, I don't feel it, but I'm hearing from a lot of other suppliers that they're finding this year really quiet. And this is big suppliers. There's people who are really good at what they do. But, but when you say suppliers, you mean... Venues, I'm talking florists, florists, yeah, makeup the, artists, the wider, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple of wedding venues that are absolutely phenomenal that are, are actually struggling this year. And there's a couple that I, I work regularly at that are like fully booked, yeah. you know. Um, but they're it's very weird, you know. I mean, I, I haven't felt it. I haven't felt the pinch, and and um, you know, over the next couple of months, we're going to start pushing the fact that I'm now bringing on a videographer um, and pushing Louise as my associate photographer. But right now, I, I just I just don't feel it. You know, we're getting a lot of requires coming in for 2022, 2021. We've had two for 2023 already. Nice. Um, but it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't feel that pinched, luckily enough. But, you know, you got to... It, it made me think, you know, what happens if I have a quiet year? What happens if next year I can only get 15 weddings, you know, or um, whatever? But, but you know, you've got to plan for these sort of things. It's a little bit scary that, that hearing these suppliers go, you know, you know, for the last five, six years, we've been chock-a-block, but this year we're dead. So yeah, no, it's that's, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you talked about your numbers a wee while ago and, and kind of mm-hmm. how things work out, et cetera, et cetera. But do you factor in, uh, what would you call it? A rainy day fund. For, yeah, well, not really. Yeah. So, as you say... Well, if, I do, but I buy printers. If, well, you, <laughs> if, you, if, if you... Yeah, no, no, if you're you right. 10, I mean, 10 weddings, you know, 
That's well, exactly. That's, that's twenty know, grand. You know, it's a lot of money. You know, and you don't. You know, I mean, unless you are really good at your job, and you, you know, you might have a second job. You know, someone like yourself who's maybe being full time working and decided to get into photography, you might build up a little nest egg. You know, and you can use that. But for someone like me who's literally jumped into doing this from the bottom. I don't have that nest egg. No. I don't have that what happens if I don't get 10 weddings. Now, you know, there was a couple of years ago where we had um, six or seven weddings cancel in the space of a couple of weeks Yeah, that must for be. that year. And it's like, holy, yeah, you know, that's going to be difficult. But lucky enough, we were able to fill them up with weddings in the Faroe Islands. So that wasn't so bad. Mm. So yeah, it, you've got to think as a business, so anyone who's looking at a business, you've got to think, what happens if, you know, okay, let's say worst case scenario, and I hate bringing this subject up in the podcast, Brexit. And there's a lot of scaremongering <laughs> and people go, yeah. oh, sh- we are not getting business. We have to cancel our wedding or this is not happening or that's not happening. And next, you know, you know, the next couple of years we have a downturn. Could you survive as a full-time photographer with half the number of weddings that you do? You know, you, you've got to really plan for these sort of things, you know. Um, so it's made me think a lot about about the future and, and, you know, having that little nest egg aside. So if I do have a quiet year, financially I'm okay, you know. So that's it's a lot to work towards. It's not easy to do. No. But, you know, do I, do I think, right, well, should I be doing 40 weddings a year? Pushing 40 weddings a year just in case. Aside. Putting, you know, five or ten aside every year just in case. I have a quiet year, you know, so been thinking a lot about that recently. Um, I've got new accountants, so I'm going to be meeting up with them and kind of chatting to them about that sort of thing. So that'll be, that'll be quite good. Cool. But it's just something, just something that's been on my mind recently. No, it's very if sensible. anyone's listening, you know, be quite keen to hear people's thoughts. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm lucky. I am fully booked this year. I'm two thirds booked for next year already, but I do have to be careful you know and and also what happens if you injure yourself what happens if you take really ill and you can't work for a couple of months oh my all these things you put in your head you know but that's maybe something we can discuss uh, definitely when we get um jonathan addy on the show as a guest we yes. will discuss you know because what that, happens that if you're in a car happened. crash yeah. Yeah. what happens <laughs> yeah, what if you think a car crash you know yeah yeah and, and for those who don't know jonathan addy is kind of what i would class as um he's my direct competition for this idiot if i said that if there's anyone who going to a wedding meet and if i asked my couple who's the other photographer you're thinking about i could probably yeah. guarantee you his name's on that list but we got on great we've actually tweaked our packages to be very similar to each other and prices are very similar so people are booking us on personality and, yeah. and this sort of thing he actually um yeah i don't know if i mentioned this in scott's podcast uh with myself last time but we actually had a wedding meet and the couple met with jonathan first and they said to him, oh, you know, we're, we're meeting with James Kelly later on, um, but he has to really blow us out the park to 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 convince us to book him because, you know, we're really happy with, with you. <laughs> Who do they book? Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just, I, I felt so bad about that when I found that out. But we, we got on great. We got on really good. And he's a great photographer, a very talented photographer. Yeah. And just an you, overall nice guy. You can't hate on me. No, you can't. Nice, you you know? can't have a problem with him. He's such a decent guy. No, I know. So what we're going to be doing on the podcast today, I know we're already like 25 minutes that's in. Fine, that's 30 fine. minutes in, 30 minutes. What are we discussing today in the podcast? Well, I wanted to, well, so I wanted to follow up on a couple of things because I, I, I've listened yeah. to the first maybe, I can't remember, half an hour or so of, I heard that story when you were when you were 
doing the one with Scott. Um, oh, it was on that. Yeah, bar. you yeah, did. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. you did. It. So I heard that bit, and I heard the, the most of, um, starting parts and bits and pieces, and, and absolutely loved it. And looking forward to listen to the rest of it. But I wanted to kind of follow up on a couple of things because I actually phoned you uh, and just kind of said, you know, it was it was great. You know, podcast sounds fantastic, yeah. but you know, here, there, and whatever, chat, chat, chat. So I wanted to kind of follow up on a couple of things there, and then I subsequently posted in the group today earlier on just sort of asking you know this is roughly what I want to talk about anybody got any things they could chip in so we had a couple of thoughts and feelings and then uh, a couple of other things there was another discussion that took place in the group as well so there's plenty to chat about so let's get into it um you and Scott were talking about styles and particularly yeah. hmm yeah we were particularly you were talking about the style of photographer that you are not necessarily your editing style although that kind of comes yeah. in at the same time and you were sort of Scott was basically saying that he does do the candid reportage stuff that everybody seems to want these days but he would like to purely be marketed as a fine art wedding photographer but you probably fully put yourself in the other camp don't you you're fully pretty much candid aren't you and reportage no. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say I am. I wouldn't say I'm art. I'm artistic. You know, an arty photographer as well. I. I no, I. Gen, I don't. I don't. I've never thought myself as a documentary or report uh, reportage photographer or candid. We do do it because we know that clients want candid photographs. You know, when it comes to the photographing the morning. When someone says to me, you're a candid photographer, a report, reportage photographer, I've really struggled with that word, yeah. a documentary photographer, these sort of things, I imagine a very shy photographer hang, hanging out in the in the shadows, just clicking away. Well, that's, pretty much, that's pretty much you down to tea, isn't it? <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. I am very involved. I'm very much there. You know I'm there. I'm talking to you. I'm capturing moments. I'm involving myself in conversations because it does relax the people I'm around. So if I'm around a bridal party in the morning, they are very relaxed and I kind of blend into everyone. But I don't set up shots as such like for morning prep and things like that. But there is certain things I want to start doing, like bringing in reflectors and lights and but not asking them to pose, but just setting certain things up and waiting for little moments. But I I struggle with to say what kind of photographer I am. You that, know, that was yeah, my, st- that was kind of my thing. I was like, I don't actually know. No, I don't. I it's- I I couldn't I couldn't turn around and say, oh, I'm this photographer or I'm that photographer. Um and. Th- some people are fine with that. I'm not. I want to put a label on it. I want to turn and say, oh, I am this kind of photographer. I'm not a natural light photographer. I like to use flash. I'm not an art an art photographer. I'm, I'm, I would love to do a lo- lot more art, kind of uh, fine art shots, um, where you're doing a little bit more thinking and, and, and you know, looking at um, oh, what's it with textures and all these sort of things and that sort of thing. But... But I think as a good wedding, as a good wedding photographer, you should be able to do little bits of everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in my mind, I don't want to be just a. This is all I am. I want to be able to do multiple things and really advance on those multiple things. So yeah, no, because I knew you phoned me up and you were like, you know, do you do you class yourself as a fine art photographer? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I would never say I'm a fine art photographer, but it's definitely something I want to. Yeah, I mean, your your night shots, I would class under the type. Maybe not fine art, but certainly the more well thought through, 
you know, with a little bit of deliberation, a little bit of, yeah. you know, um, specificity, if I can say that after two glasses of wine, um, <laughs> a little bit. They're of, getting that way, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of your 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 thing that you're getting to be well 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 known for, which is absolutely is. correct. Um, and but then you also you can't just turn up at half past nine at night to do a night shot and then go home. You know, you've you've you've, you've got to give everything else in between the ceremony, yeah. the group shots, the candid crap in the morning. You know, every, everything else has to has to fill in the same way. Yeah, I think speaking to speaking to a lot of wedding planners and event managers, I'm very much different from a lot of photographers, other photographers. I think I'm a lot more involved in the wedding than a lot of other photographers. Um, you know, I, I, I go with the flow. That's that's my, my saying all last year and this year was you're just going to go with the flow. So I don't bark orders at people, but we have a laugh. You know, we have a little bit of cheek. We have a little bit of fun where I think a lot of photographers just just expect other people to organize things, group shots or whatever, or they expect the ushers to run around organizing up people and things like that. I, I just don't like that. I like to be in control of that sort of thing. So see, this is I have to be very careful not to mention any names here because I've, I really shouldn't. <laughs> but the, 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 the one thing that we were then there's now two things I'm thinking about here. But there was one thing that was when I phoned you about this and I said to you um, was the dark versus light styling and uh, yeah. whether whether the, and you, you, you seemed to, to think and you and Scott both said that the very in look at the minute is the very dark and moody. Um, yeah. I, I think it's maybe just because of the people I follow on social media, the photographers I follow on social media are the opposite of that. They're still quite light yeah. and airy and, and that's, yeah, yeah. so I was a wee bit surprised. I was all right, fine. I didn't quite realise the shift had gone totally towards dark and moody. Yeah. But um, there was my friend's wedding a few years ago and I was there as a guest. Lovely day. Absolutely stunning, stunning day. Um, just nice and sunny all day long and I thought the photos are going to be phenomenal. Going to be so light and airy, and just oh, this is what I'd like. In my head, I was picturing what I would do, and I would, oh, this would be great. And you get the trees, and you get the light coming through the trees, it's going to be stunning. And they were all like probably minus two on the, mm -hmm. they were underexposed massively with very moody, kind of the, the deep blue sky and the very, very kind of orange, orange light. And I thought, oh, right, okay, fair enough. Um, but also on that same point, it's random that you just said that. That particular photographer, for example, the group shot. So we had a big group shot. There was a balcony above this hotel that we were in, uh, the main kind of bridal suite. <clears throat> and um, there was absolutely, he basically, she, he or she, stood on the balcony and then just expected everyone to kind of arrange themselves in, in, in the general area underneath. And, and you know, the, my friend basically turned to me at one, at one point and said, what are we supposed to be doing here? Yeah. And I said, well, this is the bride. What are we supposed to do? And I said, well, we're supposed to kind of, Put you guys, you guys go and stand at the front. I didn't want to be that guy who turned up and started organising the group, so I didn't. Yeah, yeah. But in my, my head, I was thinking, job. "That's this is really it, pish. This is, this is this is not good. This guy should you know, be pulling his finger out." But. Yeah, but they, they don't. And the thing when you come about <coughs> styles is, excuse me, you'll always have styles. You'll always have fads. You'll always have you know new age stuff or whatever coming or classic film like looks. You know, you'll always have something. But because everyone likes different things, not everyone's in the same category. And the issue I have right now is, is, is those who probably listen to the show know that I used to work for a well-known Scottish wedding magazine. And I, I so you can say a well-known <laughs> Scottish wedding. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're no longer that anymore. They oh, don't they use not? that word anymore. No, no, they dropped that word now. Yeah. They're no longer that, that, that place with list suppliers. Um, 
they're doing a lot more less of that and more of a magazine, which which is great. And I advertise, and I spent a lot of money advertising with this magazine. And they weren't picking any of my pictures for the real life weddings. So this is real life weddings is where they will print my pictures in the magazine um, and say who the suppliers were. And they try and get some money at suppliers for advertising or they'll do one online. And I was spending a good, let's say over £1,500. I was going to say four okay? figures plus, certainly. You least, know, yeah. advertising with this this magazine. And I was getting nothing from them. And I was submitting every single wedding. Do you like this? Do you like this? Do this? And no one was getting back to me. Where before I used to work for them, they were printing every issue I had a real life wedding in. And I spoke to the the, the accounts manager who took my, you know, uh, replaced me basically. Um speaking to her and she's like yeah you know I love your work I'm putting it forward but nothing's coming back and then they would do this thing on Instagram every Monday they would upload 10 or 15 photographs that have used a certain hashtag and share other photographers work from these pictures and in something like 120 weeks they've shared two of my pictures now as an advertiser I would expect of them you know let's say they share 10 pictures. Eight of them should be advertisers and two should be non-advertisers with the hope of potential yeah. to become one of the advertisement. And I brought this up and I really hated bringing this up with the accounts team and with the, 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 the other team because I didn't want to be that guy going, oh, well, why are you not sharing my work? You know, And yeah. the thing is, it had a negative effect on me because I really felt that I wasn't producing good enough work for them to share. They didn't yeah. want to share my work. Now, when I worked there, they were like, oh, your works are great. We love this, blah, 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 blah. But then I started noticing the pictures they were sharing and they were all of a certain style. They weren't the bright, airy, film-like photographs. They weren't the more realistic, with slightly bold photographs. They were the more darker pictures yeah. the more fine art pictures the the slight almost sepia tone kind of pictures that they were sharing then i looked at the real life weddings and they were doing the same thing a lot of the real life weddings were of that style so that's my only thinking was one of the reasons why they weren't sharing it was because to them my style isn't their audience maybe yeah you know but as that sort of magazine they should be doing a variety a variety massively you know so I pulled my advertisement thinking yeah. that that might, they turn and go, oh, well, you know, he's pulled his advertisement. He's not happy. Let's work towards it. And they went, okay, see you later. And Joe was amazing. Joe, my accounts manager, she was awesome. She was just like, look, I could battle it for you, but I know it's not going to go anywhere. But I was thinking someone higher up would, and they didn't. didn't. You know, So you've got to be careful of that. So, yeah. you know, this is the, the question that Scott and I had is, is, is as a photographer, should we adapt our style to what is in fashion should we stick to our guns and just do what we normally do or should we offer both should we learn that new style and say to our client well, what style do you like do you like the dark moody tones or do you like the bright airy more realistic style and if they say one or the other because I know, I know there was another photographer who actually did that he actually set up two companies one was a oh, realistic really? style and the other one was a dark moody, but I don't think it really worked. See, that but wouldn't that would make more sense to me because you, I don't think you should. I used to say when I was toying around, and this is kind of where I wanted to go, but it, we're, we're, we're tramping along. Um, Sorry. Yeah we're, yeah, we're quite far through the time, but I'd said originally that um, I sort of said to a couple of clients, I've, I do this, I've done this editing a couple of times on a couple of weddings. And, you know, if you want it like this, you can do it like this. If you want it like this, I can do it like this. 
And I just, I was like, no, 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 that's not the way I want it to be. I want it to be, this is my work. And if you want to book me for my work, fine. And if you don't want to book me for work, then that's that's not a problem. You go and find someone else who does the style you want. Yeah. I I mean, obviously that's in an ideal world. If you are full-time relying on it for bread on the table, yeah, maybe you do need to be more flexible. But in an ideal world, I think you would say, look, this is what I'd offer. Yeah. And if you want a certain style, then here's someone else that does a certain style. I always say when, and it still amazes me, like you've just said, when people say, oh, I, you're, I can't believe you're so relaxed or I can't believe you're, you're, just, you're doing things like this and you don't make people stand and pose, uh, you know, draped over a piano or something like that. Um, yeah. And it's like, well, I'm glad that some photographers do because if a client wanted that, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ain't, I ain't shooting that type of wedding that's dead stuffy and dead kind of, you know, standing in a line all the time and someone else will, which is yeah. um, exactly what someone needs to do that because I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, that, so I don't, I'm not sure if we've got time to go into the full-blown kind of editing. I wanted to kind of talk about presets and editing off the back of it, but we've um, we've kind of gone yeah. over quite a lot of stuff there and, and there were a lot of questions, so it would be more prudent to probably address the questions from the group as opposed to addressing my own thoughts and, and musings. Um, would yeah. you agree? I agree. I agree. Good. That sounds good to me. Good, good, good. Right. Can I, can I, can I apologise for the first question? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> now, I realise there's a confusion with the surname here. Well, apart yeah. from that my surname is actually my middle name, which is this person's mother's maiden name because it's my grandmother's maiden name is my middle name. That's my mum. Okay. Your mummy. My, my mother is has... Your has asked. Your mum is in the podcast group. <laughs> yeah, she's been in it all along, to be fair. She's, she's she? been one of the listeners from day one. Um, yeah. I Facebook stalked your mum. I know you did. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, she's asked why mincemeat has not got any meat in it. And I googled the answer, but you already knew the answer. Well, it used to have mincemeat. It used to have meat in it. I don't know why they stopped it. Hold on. I'll pull up the Google page that I looked at a minute ago. Uh, they were used to have mutton, uh, beef, rabbit, mm-hmm. pork, or game. Mm-hmm. Mince pies were first served in the early Middle Ages, yep. uh, when pies were quite sizable, apparently. Filled with a mixture of finely minced meat, chopped fruit, and preserving liquid. And then evidently people realised that was not very tasty, and they moved towards fruit-based <laughs> yep. mince meat. But, um, so I yes, love meat. I love you. a meat pie, though. I love a steak pie. Mm, I do, but I wouldn't have it with and then a clotted mince, cream a mince, and brandy. No, but a mince meat pie... To us would be a mince pie or a scotch pie in Scotland. A mince meat pie, yes, but a mince, a mince pie would pie. be fruit but based. Mince pie is fruit, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the question is, oh, here we go, people. Now I know we're a little bit past Christmas, but who does the best mince pie? Be- now I did this what, last between year. Between me and you? <laughs> no, 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 no. And uh, this is I. I did this. I did this test. Last year, not this Christmas, just past it, the one before, I went through so many different mince pies trying to find the best one. That sounds like a healthy, I went uh, through, a healthy game. I went the Times newspaper's best mince pies. I went through them all. Oh, I, this was a question in a quiz at Christmas. Best, yeah, oh, yeah. no, no. But to me, the best mince pie ever created is Walker's Shortbreads mm. Glenfiddich mince Ooh. pie. We drama. It there, is though? incredible. And if you go to the Walker shortbread shop in Elgin or in Abu Labar, you can actually buy a bag of broken up mm. minced meat 
mince pies mm. for like two pound and these things are massive bags yeah. it's so good and the shortbreads are to die for but anyway this is not a food no, podcast it's not. this is no, it's not. a photography podcast indeed if you are listening as they they sometimes do this in the the wedding photographers unite you know if you lost your place in space and time this is the photographers crack podcast <laughs> not, Sorry, to steal, not to steal <laughs> i don't know if they listen but yeah, just to make <laughs> come on in. let's go with this so we've had the one from your mommy indeed let's yeah we've had that one done mom's getting the embarrassing pictures of you. uh you have replied to kenny yeah so kenny asked us if we um if the use of lots versus presets keeping your uh same style for all weddings or does the type of wedding change your editing style so first of all i think lots and presets are the same thing if i'm wrong please correct me i believe lots are a kind of presets that are for videographers and presets tend to be the presettings used for things like lightroom and photoshop and stuff it's also a lower urinary tract symptoms so um... <laughs> According to Google, let's put in presets <laughs> after that. Yeah, but yeah, as it's he says, keeping, keeping your style, keeping your style for weddings, or does it? Does the type of wedding change your editing style? Now, I actually say yes, it does change my style. Definitely, it depends on the weather as well. More so, I think the weather and the available light all kind of dictates how my editing is going to be now. This year I am outsourcing my editing, so I will find that my editing will be very similar. But I do have the option of applying different presets depending on how I feel. So I can upload to Photographer's Edit three or four different types of presets and I can choose which one I want for that wedding. So if we are on for a bright, sunny summer's wedding, I will maybe want to go for more of a bolder look um, kind of colors or spring and autumn. I like that kind of portraiture film look yep, to the pictures just looks, yeah. change the greens a little bit and still quite light and airy but you know you could have a winter wedding where it's lashing down a gale or very dark and you might want to go down that moody look you know that, that with the slightly browner tones yeah because as a professional photographer we should be able to adapt indeed i would agree okay. next question <laughs> next question next question next question i don't understand the one from alistair Still having the time to research it, so let's go to Sean. Yeah. Let's go to Sean. Alistair's we'll a come to that one deep, later. Deep question. Let's go to Sean's first. Thoughts on guest photos. Do you make an effort to capture traditional posed images of the guests, or do you just focus more on capturing candids, candies? Candies. I think he means candids. Candids, yeah. Throughout the day. Now, can I go first? Yes, you can. Having worked for you, I know what you do, because you've mm-hmm. told me to do it, and that's part of my job in the day. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working for you, I have a list. I don't have a list. I've just got certain things I've got to do. But one of the things is try and get a semi, semi, semi-formal, but fairly yeah. casual. Um, whether it's two, casual threes, portrait. fours, fives, or whatever it might work with with the groups that are there, mm-hmm. portraits of the of the guests. So it it is yeah. it is um, tr- it's not traditionally posed. I would nope. I, I would hope you would agree that it's that I don't yeah, I, yeah, I no, don't make not, them traditionally nope. posed anyway. I'm sure Louise doesn't either. Um, but yeah, I, she does. She does what she wants. Exactly. <laughs> a lone wolf, a lone ranger. Um, yeah. So I do have to at your weddings. Um, 
do a sort of a yeah that with the guests and it's quite good because you get to go around the guests you get to chat to them uh, yeah. and then later on when you're doing the kind of dancing and so on and so forth and cocktail hour etc it you know makes things a bit a bit a flow a bit better uh, i remember the one you did at meldrum house with i didn't think it was the very first one i ever did with you actually mm-hmm. was meldrum house uh, it was a lovely kind of sunny hot day and we were both kind of working under our own trees yeah um, because you had the couple with the with a kind of family more slightly more formal ones and then I had the guest ones and it was great there was an outside bar and we were just pulling people over well you had the groups I, I was pulling kind of candid ones over and just doing them doing them like that so um, when I'm working for you that's what I do uh, yeah. definitely um, and myself if I'm on my own I will try and do as many as many as I can but I don't put as much of an emphasis on it because I know yeah. I can't guarantee that I'm going to get a, a, a kind of portrait of everyone who's there yeah um, but when you worked for me, I remember at a certain wedding, I did ask the bride and groom. It was the one at Raymore House. Yeah, yeah. And I sort of said, look, I've got James. Do you want him to work specifically to get some? And they they did give me a, a bigger kind of wider family list. Uh, that yeah. what, and, and you worked through those. So yeah. I guess it just depends on who, how many people you've got there and, and, and what time you can afford. Exactly. And that's it. And if you have, thing is, if you're, if you're a solo shooter, the chances of you being able to concentrate on the guests are very slim, especially if you've got the portraits and the bridal party to do and details and stuff like that. So having that second shooter there and having a second shooter to me means concentrating on the guests. Their yeah. job is to concentrate on the guests. Second angle, con- concentrate on the guests, not helping you do the portraits or carry your gear. Second shooter's job to me as a guest so yeah Louise's job when she's second shooting or yourself is to concentrate on the guests so we will do as you said very relaxed posed pictures of couples that we never do arriving at the venue in the morning because or in the early afternoon because it's just too stiff and rigid it's horrible let them get a drink let them get something to eat and then line them up we'll do a big group shot of everyone and I'll say hey look second photographers here they need to get everyone's pictures please please you know, grab them, get your picture taken, do it now before you get too drunk, you know, because the couple want to remember who was there. The couple want to know pictures of the guests. So when they maybe put it into an album or they might do some individual prints that go into a print box, in 20 years' time, they'll show their family members or their siblings or their kids or whatever the pictures of the guests and there's always a story. Oh, such and such split up with this person because they did this or this person you know passed away now and this is the last photograph we have of them or whatever there's always a reason you know and a story behind the picture they're the guests at the wedding the couple have decided to invite them and spend money so they must be important yeah. and to me as a photographer I think we are our job is to make sure they are captured I would say that's kind of the same I mean with with everything to do with the wedding, whether it's the mm. venue, mm-hmm. uh, the bride and groom have put their that's James drinking whiskey by the way, and he can't. Sorry. Um, whether whether it's the venue because they've obviously put a lot of time and effort and money into yes. the venue, the food, even whether it's the cake, the wedding cake, the the kind of hors d'oeuvres during the cocktail hour, etc., or whether it's the flowers, the the, the rings they're going to have for the rest of their life, but you know. Almost all those other things are going to disappear on the wedding day, and the only thing they're going to have to remember them, apart from their memories, are the photos. So, yeah, you know, everything that's whether that's a second shooter or a primary's job, you know, very important. It is. It is. So, good question. We are coming up for fifty-five minutes. I know, and we'd like to try and keep this under the hour. So, why don't we call it a day? Uh huh. Say our goodbyes, and well, then we can then do a little bonus material the second episode that we can release later indeed you up for that 
I do, because I've, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good, and that way people are kind of done listening for uh, to us for, you know, an hour. Less than an hour. do a wee 25 minute extra. Yeah, questions, and we can talk a little bit about what you're wanting to discuss the topic and stuff like that, so it'll be pretty good. So we will call it an end for episode 42 of the Photographer's Crack podcast. You obviously find us in, on these different apps. We have finally sorted out the Podbean <laughs> app, Anchor FM. Thank you. We had a lot. Of, I, had a, I had a lot of hassle, and believe it or not, it cost me £45 to get fixed. What? Long, complicated issue with emails and stuff like that, but it's all sorted now, so we are being distributed across iTunes iTunes and everything else. If you are on iTunes, please, please leave us a review. You know, we're doing this for free. We're giving you this content for free. It's our time. All you have to do is leave us a nice comment and five stars. Anything less <laughs> is not good enough. So five stars, people, and leave us a nice comment. It does help us get distributed across the the podcast world and, and more people get the chance to listen to us. So please, please help us. Spread the love of the photographer's crack. <laughs> that sounds so bad. That sounds so bad. Sounds it really so bad. does. But I like to think that we do offer something very different from a lot of other podcasts. So help us by sharing the podcast on social media, tagging us in your pictures, joining the Facebook group and leaving really nice comments. You will find me, because I'm going to go first, at <laughs> jameskelly.co, just co, Columbia, jameskelly.co for my website where I have my landscape and my wedding work on there. On the social media, you can get me on Facebook under James Kelly Photography, and on Instagram, you can get me at James Kelly underscore photo, and there is links there that do lead to my landscape work because they're all under different names. Where can we find you? Uh, yeah, well, as usual, uh, my two sources, uh, or three, sorry, three main sources are all under the same name. It's Eaglesham Photography. Um, I have two or three big bits of news, which we're not allowed to talk about now, but it's to do with with um, social media stuff, um, which is which is going to be changing for me. Um, and so, yeah, Eaglesham Photography is where my Instagram page is, all my wedding work and family portraiture, etc., is on Facebook and my website as well. And um, that is where you can find me. Ace. Well, thank you very much, everyone listening. We will do the next episode. We'll be kind of follow on. Um, and Because we'll James basically told me to shoot yeah exactly <laughs> but thank you very much to everyone that has listened downloaded and shared we love you all and thank you for taking the time it's like an Oscar Good. speech I know I know we'll talk about that later Good night. bye for now cheers bye 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 bye